0: This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Hawes. Hello, everyone. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. In this particular episode, we're going to kick off with a thriller called Held, Uh, then we've got a bit of horror with gates of darkness and a fan film screen legacy then we're going across to ireland with shadows and ron perlman and natasha henstridge are going to turn up in this game's called murder our short shot is called lucid and we're going to round off with a bit of jason momoa in wolves in our dtv throwback So, without further ado, let's crack on. Our first film then is Held. A couple on their wedding anniversary spend the weekend at a luxury secluded holiday home, only to wake up to discover they're being held captive by a mysterious stranger and forced to do his bidding. Um, I like this one very much, Rich. It's a genre we've um, come across quite a lot, I believe. You know, this sort of single location kind of kind of situation. Um yeah. quite recently, for example, I watched the Megan Fox film Um Till Death, which um had a similar kind of thing where, you know, they, they go away on on um, their sort of honeymoon not honeymoon, uh, their anniversary only for sort was, of Yeah. No, I and mean, what was the
0: one with the young woman who uh, went into the she was like house sitting. Mm. And the, and someone was trying to get to something in a safe.
1: See for me. And
0: that yeah. was it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That. That. Uh, yeah. Another. Another. A good example of this particular and genre. Wired
0: up. I think was it wired up?
1: Yeah. Uh, wired ch- you know, mm. yeah, shut. Yeah. Wired shut. Ch- uh, again. Yeah. This sort of like you know these, these big houses which you know two people seem to be sort of like knocking around it. You know, quite, it feels quite empty with just two people in them, and, and this you know this kind of place looks like that. Um, Really good setup, I thought. Um, I, th- I thought this worked really well. But there's a particular moment which, which was great as well. Um, you know, we, we know that this couple are quite estranged. You know, the, the marriage is on the rocks a bit. And there comes a point where, you know, the mysterious person is forcing the husband to read some text messages uh, on his phone or on mm-hmm. a phone. And you're not sure who they belong to. You know, it could be him, it could be his wife sort of thing. And it, it, it's a really good scene the way he acts it, I thought um, really plays it. You know, it, it could be that like he's, he's like really devastated that he's having to expose his own sort of infidelity, or, or it could be that he's, he's reading his wife's, uh, you know, uh, innermost desires for the first time. Um, re- really, really well handled scene, uh, as is the rest of the film, I thought. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, I liked it very much. It's a very, it, it's a it's much. It's a higher end sort of horror movie to, to the to the usual sort of DTV. I think you know we'll come. We'll hmm. discuss a few later, which are, are not quite as polished as this. But this, I, I, you know, I'm looking up the uh, the filmmakers. Uh, the directors are Travis Clough and Chris Loffing. Now, I haven't watched their previous work, but I know that but they did a couple of films called The Gallows, uh, The Gallows, oh, yeah, and yeah, The Gallows yeah. Act Two, yeah, yeah. which were reasonably high profile.
1: Yeah, uh, they, they had cinema so, releases. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so be,
0: yeah. the uh, so I'm I'm really quite interested to check those out now. What we got here is basically yeah, it's it's a very f- kind of familiar kind of setup of yeah, a particular you know the location uh, and and the liberty. There was yeah. there's also I talked about previously. There was that um, that kind of drama between the couple and like a guy who got hit by a car gate or something. Like, yeah, gate g- crasher, g- yeah.
1: Or something
0: something like that. Anyway, gay um, crash, yeah, gay crash. Yeah, so that was quite another good example of this, but this is kind of like a marriage counseling version of saw <laughs> i thought yeah the um but marriage counseling to very old fashioned gender roles and there's a there's a turn of events later which you know sort of you know we can't discuss but <clears> you know is is really interesting and you know you're either going to like it or you're not i think the way it goes cuz uh, that you know it is a bit cheesy but I quite liked it. I thought it played quite well. Um, how did you feel about it without giving I, I, like
1: I thought it was really good. I thought the, 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 the video that plays, I thought, that, you know, that, that was really well acted. You know, um, I, I really want to sort of mention a touchstone, but I can't because it will give too much away. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, 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 it was really well acted, you know, this particular sort of vignette that, that um, appears in the film. I expect uh,
0: your thoughts of, of the of the touchstone are probably exactly the same as mine. So yeah. we, we'll when we finish this, yeah, yeah, we'll, exactly. yeah, off air, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have a chat. But yeah, I thought it just. Um, I thought the you know the cast you know it's a, mm. basically a couple of unknowns essentially or well, you know certainly not known to me. Yeah, um, it's it's really well shot, um, really good you know score and everything. I just you know there's not really a lot. More to say, really, because it's it's kind of one of those tightly packaged, simple is, setups, yeah, whatever, it's, it's with it's a with sexy. a sort of twisty payoff kind of thing. There's, um, there's a
1: nice sort of red herring that sort of comes into play mm-hmm. as as well, um, which, which works really well. But yeah, you, you know, you're left guessing as to what's really going on. You know, is it, is it a jilted lover or you know is something else happening? Um, yeah, it, it yeah, it works. It works really well. It's um, all very
0: deftly handled.
1: Hmm absolutely and say
0: although we've seen this kind of thing many many times before you know i think this one is probably my f- out of the ones we've seen hmm. this is probably my favorite i was just really engaged from like the get-go really enjoyed it sort of just yeah. you know, sort, sort of very well made
1: it's 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 a good example as well of, of um a sort of genre where where sort of you know uh technology is 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 sort of like um turned against you you know it's uh, you, you you think you know, this house has got all the mod cons, you know, sort of the security locks and everything, and the cameras, etc. But you know, um, that is all turned against the, this couple, and, and this, you know, keep keeping them under scrutiny the whole time and, and mm. kept, you know, within the house. Yeah, it, work, it works really, really well. So, how are you going to score this one, Rich?
0: This is an eight out of ten for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely rewatch value. Definitely, yeah, it works really well. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, two eights for held. Please go check it out. Our next review is Gates of Darkness. While attending a Catholic school, a young teen acts more and more troubled, leading his family to believe he has become possessed. Um. Okay, this does not get off to a good start, gents. It really doesn't. It, the the you know the avid. Editing was absolutely awful. Um, as, as it is throughout the film, I have to admit, the, the main character isn't particularly engaging, you know. Um, but do you know what? I, I didn't actually hate this. I know that's going to come as a shock, um, but I ran, ran about the part where they uh, there's a particular death that happens probably about the midway point which seems to suggest that something more is sort of going on and I I must admit that crappy editing apart and some wooden performances I did not mind this Um, Steve how did he get on with Gates of Darkness
2: Uh, I didn't to be fair it was was awful Mike I I, I really don't get where you're coming from with it Um... Yeah, performances were terrible. The editing, like yeah, it was all over the place. Um, it was obvious what was coming. It, it kind of reminded me of like you know one of them Hallmark films, yeah, on the Hallmark Channel. But they've just chucked in some supernatural elements and child abuse elements, and then just cracked on with it. And like, it was awful. It was all over the place. There was nothing. I don't... I think the only redeeming feature, really, was Tobin Bell. Mm-hmm. Um You know, it was just... Even he was kind of phoning it in, really, but that's more the character, I think, than him. Um, the effects were terrible. I mean, there was a couple of quite decent effects where, where like, the... You know, the faces are coming out of the walls and the hands are coming through the walls and stuff. Yep. That wasn't bad. The rest of it... like when the roof flew off and there's a vortex above the bed and stuff like that. I mean that they were that that was terrible. And yeah, it I I didn't like it at all. I really didn't like it.
1: Um I I, I agree, you know, I agree the effects aren't particularly great. Um and you know that there's there's a lot of stuff within those sort of edited bits, you know, where, where they just hit you with a barrage of images. Mm. And I think, well, you know, clearly they, they had sets built and, and, you know, scenes set up and they used like a split second of that particular bit. When, yeah. you know, why bother? You, you know, you don't need it. You could have saved yourself a ton of money not doing those scenes, you know, because mm. they don't add anything to it. It didn't really sort of help at all. Um, no. But anyway, no. Uh, Rich. Um, do, any any sort of uh, hope for this one on your end
0: yeah i'm I, I, I do have some issues with it but i did like it overall i thought the that it was kind of um uh interesting how it was setting lots of things up but it wasn't really delving into it it was kind mm. of a lot of stuff was implied and sort of left to you know to uh I don't know if that's a fault of the film, you know, they they mm. they didn't actually explain things as well as they could have, but there's, or oh, I think that is a problem in a couple of instances, which I'll get to. But I thought the the whole introducing of the characters and I didn't and the flashbacks and and the 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 levels of sort of the the abuse that's implied but is never mm. sort of detailed fully. You know, it's it, it, is it uh, sexual abuse or is it? Um, satanic rituals you know is it a bit of both or something you know it seemed to sort of delve into Um, that but it it doesn't sort of dwell on it too much now there's some interesting stuff happening with john savage his character he's like the mm -hmm. grandfather figure sort of the deacon of the church there's a whole thing made of him and now he he, he's sort of presented as you know uh, a lot you know this you know very respectable character and whatever but there's something off about him you know and that as yep. as the film progresses mm. you realize there definitely is something really off about him mm. now there's a point in the movie early on where he dies but they don't really make that clear it's kind of one yeah. minute he's be he's at the uh he's at the ceremony or whatever where he's you know being praised and he's giving the um he's doing communion yeah
1: yeah
0: and then it's basically yeah the net it's almost like the next scene is his his um his wife is grieving his loss yeah it's like they didn't they don't show and die mm. I, and I, I had to actually go back and watch the scene because I was thinking well hang on a minute he's where what's going on here it's like it's like a bit of the film was missing. Mm. I don't I don't know if you guys felt the same but yeah well, the... it's because it
2: bought the budget on them
0: bloody satanic the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a bit random. So yeah, that so the wife, uh, the the grandmother character is Adrienne Barbeau. Another good mm. bit of um, mm. you know, genre, you know, cult favorite casting. She's she's excellent as usual. I thought that now there's something that happens with her character, which then leads her into con. She kind of comes into conflict with her uh, husband. Uh, you know, but and they're they're both sort of. Uh, Milling around you know good and good and evil sort of figures and uh, mm. I thought that was quite curious because the um John savage is kind of lingering around in a sort of sixth sense kind of fashion
1: yeah
0: you know they mm. don't make too much of it but then you that was what was confusion because he was around in certain scenes and then you're like no he's actually dead
1: <laughs> so,
0: but they just didn't make it very clear um and the other thing was I think it's an incomplete edit Because some of those, I'll come back to what you guys were saying about the visual effects and stuff. Some of those sequences don't—they're not quite right, you know. There's uh, so right at the end, Hmm. we get this whole thing with like um, I think it's like lightning or you know bolts or whatever coming from, but they didn't add any sound. (laughs) There's just a visual, and and I don't know if you stuck around for the mid-credits scene. Yes. The same, but the same thing happens there. It's like all of a sudden there's like a whooshing towards the camera kind of Mm -hmm. uh kind of thing and it feels like it should be accompanied by sort of sound or something but it's like literally silent (laughs) so so there's nothing there and so it's that's a very odd they're all very odd scenes but overall i quite liked it i thought it was a bit um you know it's rough around the edges oh talking (laughs) about that the end credits Mm -hmm. i think they've either copied and pasted them from from something or or or, or uh, i don't know i don't know what they've done but some of the credits are incomplete so one of them says produced by and it's got dot dot dot
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and at the and there's other ones like saying produced by production company or whatever it's like where they should have typed in the <laughs> production and it said 2016 and i and this was i'm sure like 2019
1: yeah that's, that's and i don't think it been... was made
0: any earlier than that so unless that unless that was whatever. i don't know but yeah the credits are, are really strange there's three lots of Rice's credits which is which is odd hmm. one of which is leslie ann down the actress and uh, wife of director don uh Roy, mm-hmm. who's done a, who's done several films including a couple of steven cigar films and and stuff and uh Lots of uh, DTV sequels. Uh, has he done did he, did, no? Is it was it Font? Yeah, it's Fontaine Roy. Not I'm yeah. confusing him with Don Michael Paul. Um, no, but he's done D, um, he's done like TV movies and and various um, different things, including say a couple of Steven Seagal stuff, um, Mercenary for Justice and Today You Die. So he and he's a cinematographer. So he's got a. It's it's very low budget, but it's got a reasonable look to it compared to say we've we've watched a couple of things about kind of this kind of uh situation sort of um,
1: last was... exorcism
0: mm-hmm. yeah what was that oh. one about the 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 stuff happening on campus with the girls oh uh, the coven the coven yeah so this was yeah. a bit like that i i remind yeah. it reminded me of um yeah. but yeah so tobin bell i thought was you know again yeah. he's tobin bell he's doing his thing <laughs> which was quite good but he's kind of against type which i liked mm. You know, sort of, but they kind of work that against it. You know, you're you're never sure quite whether to trust him or not. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Ann Down is, as she is a lot in a lot of her husband's projects, she appears in a very small role as well. But she's got one of the writing credits, is what I was saying. Mm -hmm. So there's like a based on a story by, screenplay by, and then there's like another written by credit. It's it's very odd. I don't know why there's so many different things. It's almost like it was, it it had several different stages of production or something. But yeah.
2: well, I mean, watching it, it's kind of like they've, you know, got two scripts and just chucked them together in a way. You know, they've thrown everything but the kitchen sink in there. You've got, you know, the church scandal, yes. Catholic school, the exorcisms. Yes. And, you know, it, it's yeah, it, it's a mess. I'm sorry, but to me, it's it's, it's just absolutely. Oh, it is. It, it is, is
1: mess. messy, but that's still relatively enjoyable. Um, Brandon Beamer. Is the young priest in this? Um, he's a sort of well known sort of soap opera guy. He's been on Days of Our Lives for the last 15 years or something because um, he's kind of
0: lingering around the film, not yeah. really saying anything mm. for the most part, is he? He's
1: just kind of yeah. in the background, he, he's, but he's, he's all, there he, with his he's... smoldering looks on, sort of yeah, you know? <laughs> this sort of you know, three day stubble or whatever. Um, which very you know, it, it, it's it's an interesting. Thing, you know, with the, with the whole sort of Catholic Church thing, you know, you, you kind of expect the, it to be the opposites of what it actually turns out to be, you know, mm-hmm. you, you think it's the sort of more establishment that's going to be corrupt and rotten, but, uh, you know, it, it's interesting the way they do it. I mean, there is a really dodgy scene early on, after uh, Stephen, who's the sort of main character, gets in a bit of trouble, and, and uh, you know this guy. um, You know he he basically escorts him into the chapel, and it, it 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 just looks horrible. You know Um the way he's got his arm around his neck and that. You know it's just like yeah, mm. you know, it's sort of shades yeah. of Jimmy Savile. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean? oh,
0: yeah, it's a lot it's of creepy stuff mm. in there. It really is. But, and the the thing about yeah. the the Stephen character, you know, he that he's dressed. They've really sort of gone to town with a sort of goth look that he yeah. that he has he yeah. but don't you think he looks like joel edgerton yeah yeah he, he also he
1: also looks yeah. like he, he looks like he's escaped from dead charlotte no not dead charlotte good charlotte, good oh, charlotte. charlotte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good
0: charlotte. oh yeah oh yeah very it's very you know mm, mm, 2000s emo kind yeah, of look it, it yeah.
1: is it's very very that yeah um what's, what's that other than my, my chemical romance you know that yeah. sort of thing but you know in, in this case what they're basically trying to say is that the reason he looks like that is that he's trying to make himself look um unappealing to to the priests basically you know to stop them fucking him, basically raping him um mm. you know that that uh, that's how he's sort of lashing out as a sort
0: of oh is it i never yeah, quite yeah. got i didn't get um, that <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, at the end, you know, he he's he's suddenly all cleaned up and stuff. You know, if he had it, if he had any integrity, he would have carried on be, being being the emo goth. You know, yeah. but no, he hasn't. He hasn't got oh, a single out. It, 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 it was just a phase. It was just a phase. He was acting out. You know, he's he's willing to accept God and all the rest of it. You but know? wasn't
0: the wasn't the stuff with his dad just like mm. sort of lingering in the background and then it became like thing? And it was like it, it, that just sort of seemed really. Hang on a minute, I'm sort of random. I was like, one mm-hmm. um, big sort of again, they kind of do this big sort of reveal twist kind of thing about that. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was almost like that didn't really seem well developed enough, you know, to uh, be yeah. earned. That kind of
1: no, exactly, yeah. yeah it was
0: it was almost like that was one of those, you know, this is a film with lots of different ideas and it kind of wasn't sure which way to go. And and it, you know. It, it you know it's it's growing to, you know the abandoned family you know the the sort of mixed family of you know different yeah uh, that's the, fact, have, the know, dynamics the step, of the step, dad's doing step, step family, family kind of thing to try
1: to try to you know take up the mantle and all the rest of it
0: yeah it's, it's too, there's too perhaps too much going on and that maybe yeah. that's an example of where we say no. we've got like several different scripts writers whatever credited because it's it's mm. had it's it's, it's come together you know in a sort of haphazard fashion after a various um, various it, incarnations you know, it,
1: it does it does feel to me a little bit of you know is it, it almost feels like it's christian funded you know it's mm. it's like that there is definite a whiff of satanic panic about it about yeah, how, how, you know oh my son's acting out he must be possessed you know it's, it's, it's a little bit of that sort of to it well, I did wonder uh, yeah. if
0: it was going to be like an evangelical anti-Catholic mm. movie, but uh, that maybe that and maybe there is an element of that in there. It'd be interesting mm. to look because I don't really know the, the the religious sort of affiliations of <laughs> yeah. of the filmmakers, but that could be quite um, that could have been an undercurrent, you know, in it perhaps. But uh, I'm not sure; can't mm-hmm. say.
1: Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, scores on the doors, Steve. Uh, three, three. I knew yeah. you'd go low, I didn't think you'd go, that yeah. Low. Um, no, Rich,
0: well, this this was a film where a lot for the, a lot of the time I was thinking, What the hell is going on?
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: but in a good way, I was never bored, I was always interested in what's happening. It took me about four days to watch it because I had various distractions or whatever, but I was always interested coming back to it. So, I'm going to give it a six.
1: I'm going to join you on a six. I think, I think it is a messy film. Um, it definitely has its flaws, but as you say, it's not boring. Um, it has got some interesting ideas going for it, uh, so so yeah, it, it, it's it's enough together to get a six. So that is one three and two sixes for Gates of Darkness. I just go. want
0: to mention one thing before we go. Um, it's out on we're covering it because it's out on DVD from uh, High Flyers. It's actually freely available on two YouTube channels, um, mm. which it has been for like several months now. So that so if you If you are curious about seeing it, you can find it on a couple of a couple of channels, and they do seem to be legit.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go again. That's uh, one three and two sixes for Gates of Darkness. Go check it out. Our next review is Scream Legacy. In this fan film, Sidney Prescott's daughter returns to Woodsboro and her arrival sparks a new set of killings by another ghost face killer. Um, First time we come across a Scream fan film, and I thought this was very handsomely done indeed. Uh, Steve, over to you. Yeah, I enjoyed this.
2: Um, It's got a couple of flaws. I mean, some of the performances weren't great. Uh, It's pretty obvious who the killer is um from the first time the scene seen on screen um but all in all i thought it was actually really well done especially scripts because it, it doesn't touch on screen for whatsoever it you know it carries on from screen three mm. um bringing back you know the cop was an investigator on the Roman case, you know, at the end, of yeah, you know, the killer in Screen Three and stuff like that, and I, that I thought was really good, and the way it kind of t- seemed like an actual screen film, you know, you've got you're going around the town, a few murders around the town, then everybody congregating in one in one place for the big massacre, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, yeah, big show stopping massacre at the end, you know, stuff like that. And all in all, I, I really enjoyed this. It was good. I'm, a, I'm quite a big fan of the screen films, mm. uh, even even though I've not seen the new one yet, which I'm, I'm dying to see, but just haven't got around to it yet. And I've been avoiding. That's why I messaged Richard the other day, said, "Please tell me it's not nothing to do with the new one because I've not seen it yet, and I don't want it spoiling." Mm. Um, but no, all in all, I thought it's really well shot, really, really well written, mm. just. A couple of performances let it down, I'd say. Then, apart from that, I really enjoyed it.
1: I think the only thing for me, uh, Rich, is, uh, and and I think this is a a common thing with um, fan films which are trying to slide into the canon, as Mm -hmm. it were, you know, to try and fit, Mm -hmm. you know, find their place. And you, you get these scenes where characters have to sort of dump a load of exposition to explain what their connection is to the other films. Mm. You know, so, so it's not just some random thing that's happening in the same place. It's like, oh no, we, we, you know, these characters are, are actually linked in some way. But there's, there's always these same scenes and they do sort of tend to stick out like a sore thumb. Um, you know, they're, they're very difficult to write, I think, to sort of, you know, to establish um, sort of how the providence, as it were, of um of the fan films and how they fit into the canon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but, that's fair. The um, I have seen a few Scream fan films. All right. Uh, there's quite a few because the concept is so easy to imitate. Uh, you know, compared that's to like a
1: new killer every every movie. So mm. yeah.
0: Well, and also you yeah. know it's a very simple it's a person on a phone kind of set up, you know, they, mm-hmm. there's, there's loads of people have had a go at it. Um, I think this is definitely a cut above because this is the kind, this is the kind of fan film that you can review as compared to something like Gates of Darkness, you know, compared to mm-hmm. another, pro, you know, a professionally produced, you know, properly distributed film. This is a, a film that was made. You know, as it's a fan film, so it's only, you know, freely available on, on YouTube. I presume that you guys didn't get any adverts or anything when you were watching it.
1: I think I oh, yeah. did. Yeah, they had yeah a, just
0: did. a couple. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I presume yeah. that that they those adverts might run, but the makers would not be able to get it because they wouldn't be able to monetize it because of it that's being a true. fan film. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's so, no, all sweet money for, for YouTubers.
0: Yeah. So the... Um, so the film is just over an hour long, hour and five minutes. So it's it's very breezy. Um, the it, it doesn't sort of tr- try to overextend what it's trying to do. Yes, there's that heavy exposition kind of thing, and they you, you know, you put insert photographs of the characters and all that sort of stuff. Mm.
1: Um,
0: the bit I the thing I didn't like. I mean, I understand it. It's a fan film, so it's going to have a lot of fan service in it. But it's the there's a lot of moments in it that are copied from the earlier films. Mm. Uh, yeah leading including the like right at the end so i thought that was because the thing is when they do that in the other screen movies there's kind of a humorous sort of twist to it and in this mm-hmm. it just sort of seemed a bit like oh we're just copying it, it just sort of didn't really work um but what i did thought think was really interesting is that it it is very much a screen movie the, the ghost face stuff is all terrifically done you know mm. it's a very thrilling you mm. know the, the 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 chases and the kills and whatever you know i'd say it's you know although this has got its budget lim- you know obviously much lower budget than something like the new scream 2022 mm. uh, was it 2022 or 2021 yeah. i can't remember when it first yes, came out but, Yeah, yeah. Um, so the new Scream movie when it came out much much bigger budget but you know i i think you know if if you said this was like a dtv sequel you know, uh, version. Yeah, you know, I'd, film. I'd I could, I'd I could totally easily, agree, yeah. I can totally buy it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely, it's as good as a lot of, you know, it's probably better than some of the DTV sequels that, you know, the Jig stuff that we've seen. But I would put it on a par with something like um, the Haddonfield Nightmare, the, the mm-hmm. Halloween H two mm. O um, yep. follow up, which came out last year. Um, it's. Yeah. So the interest, what I thought was interesting, is it doesn't copy all the film referencing stuff. There's no, there's not in jokes and talking about film conventions and all that stuff. Yeah. There's, mm. there's, I don't recall anything in the movie. It's all a very straight slasher story, uh, with not really m- any sort of going into humor, whether it's self-referential or otherwise. Yeah. It's a, it's a very I straight think, slasher movie in that sense, I, I and I thought it cr- worked.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and because of where it fits into the canon, you know, this is comes after the third film, but set like twenty years after it. So, yeah, twenty-two
0: years later. Yeah, yeah, twenty-two
1: years later, sort of thing. So, you know, the, all it's believable that all the characters in this won't have any sort of reference point to to anything that have happened before. You know, even though there there are these sort of tenuous links um, that sort of tie you know various family members and things back to to what happened. You know, on the periphery. But but the, these aren't sort of movie savvy people. That that would be I think that would be weird if, if if it went down that route and go, Well what does this stuff only happen to movie savvy people? So they're But that isn't that, that's the thing,
0: but that that's I mean the new <coughs> movie is all that. I mean it's it's so much that. Right. I mean it's it's completely uh you know reference, 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 reference the whole way through uh, right. the, the new movie as, as as Steve will discover when he when he watches it, it's a completely different this this approach. Mm. is actually quite bold in that it's it's not take it's not trying to do any of that stuff it's not a witty clever you know wink and, and nodge kind of film it's 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 taking the material very seriously it's trying it to to tell a serious story with the characters and you know their traumas and and stuff and uh, and and deliver some really good you know ghost face kills yeah. you know it's it's top it's really good and they've done a really fantastic job with the film poster as well so if if that mm. doesn't sort of reel you in Know seeing that poster and you know how professional it looks, um, and then I don't think anybody you know have a look at the trailer, Mm. whatever it is, but you know, definitely worth an hour of your time,
1: absolutely. Um, there's there's a particular really good uh throat slashing in this, uh, which I thought was really well executed. Um, yeah, the director is a guy
0: called Zach Salazar, by the way, who's Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't know if he's done anything really before, but I think this is the first film for. Oh no, he has done some Halloween uh, fan films and stuff. I think in in the past. So, okay. but this is probably yeah. I've definitely got to try and look up some of his other stuff because um, he, he's he's been around see about several years working. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think this is the first one from the Zen House uh, production sort of yeah. group that he's done. So uh, yeah, he did a film called Halloween Night, which uh, I'll definitely have a look mm-hmm. at. I think
1: I, I think I may have seen the beginning of that. If it's the one I'm thinking of where it's set in a warehouse to begin with, but, mm, yeah. kind of looks like oh, he didn't,
0: direct, he didn't direct that one apparently, he was just a sort of co writer on that, that oh. uh, and producer, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, the although I think here it's, I don't know, it's uh, yeah, he didn't. I think this is the first fan film he's directed, he's been involved in them, but this is the first one he's actually right. directed. It's uh, yeah, top stuff. I, I hope to you know, if, if he gets a chance to do another one or, or whatever, you know, it's, uh, he's, mm-hmm. him and the team, you know, I'm, I'm there for whatever they do next. It's, it's Absolutely. really great stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and on that note, Steve, how are you going to score this? Yeah, I'll give it an eight. Mm-hmm. And Rich?
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight as well.
1: Three eights then uh, for Scream Legacy. This is a very polished uh, fan film. We definitely urge you to check it out and you will find a link to it in the footnotes below. our next film is shadows after a cataclysmic event two young sisters alma and alex live with their overbearing mother in an abandoned hotel they survive by avoiding the daytimes as that is where the shadows live um (laughs) we've seen stuff like this before um yeah not least um, what was the film Rich we were talking about it earlier
0: Glasshouse, Glasshouse. I, yeah I, mm. I didn't get a chance, I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch more than about 25 minutes of this one I'll be honest but the I was engaged with it for, for what I saw and I was interested to see it but it did seem very very similar to Glasshouse.
1: It is yep. very similar in its own way. Um, this is it, it is interesting to a certain degree it's a, it's a co-production between Italy and in Ireland. Um, all in English, uh, Saskia Reeves plays the, um, the overberry mother, and we have these two young actresses who I thought did really, really well. Um, but this is really, really not my cup of tea whatsoever. Um, this is exactly why, uh, Mad Max 3, um, you know, the, 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 the whole film just nosedives Two uh, two thirds the way in. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's like, what's this got to do with Mad Max Three? Go on. It's the kids. It's the fucking kids. It's like we have to spend time with these stupid kids learning about the old world. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I find it really really uh-huh. boring and dull. Steve, what did you make of uh, Shadows?
2: Yeah, I've done it. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of past these now. You know, they supposedly one location post-apocalyptic. You can't go out. You can't do this. I'm, I'm getting a bit bored of it, to be fair. Mm. I I know it's easy to do, it's cheap to do. But this one really disappointed me. I mean, I thought the performances were good. Um, mm. Especially, Al, Al, you know, the kids, Alma and Alice. Alm, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You know, uh, Alma's actually um, Kate Winslet's daughter.
1: Wow. Which oh, I didn't okay.
2: realise. From her first yeah. husband. And I can see it. You know, you know, but it, again, it's there's a twist about three quarters of the way through. Well, 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 near the end. Yep. And then you get to the final scene, and it just negates everything that's gone before. Everything. Yep.
1: So you're if making me means, want to watch
0: it even more now. I, <laughs> don't do
2: <bother>, Don't. <laughs> yeah. don't. Don't put yourself through because it, 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 it's it's pointless. It's mm. fucking pointless, and that's what I'm. Mean. I'm getting sick and tired of watching them because it's not, It's the same thing over and over again. Does
0: it, is, does a man come into the to the all-female no, group? No, no, no,
2: it's literally no? just it's literally just them three. There's nobody else in it. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. But
2: um... but. Yeah, and, and 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 the supposed twist—it isn't. It's not, it's not
1: much of a twist. It's just. Oh, okay,
2: fair enough. You know, there's,
1: what I two, mean? there's No. Well, there's there's two elements to it, isn't it? Like the one you, you you're alluding to, you know, the very final scene, is yeah. like, yeah, you know, kind of guess that's where it was heading, uh, but yeah. there's a, there's another bit uh, slightly earlier about uh, the younger sister. Mm. And it's like, no, that can't be true. You know, what, what it's trying to suggest is it, it just can't be real, you know, yeah. because it just, like, contradicts everything else. You know, um, we'll have to discuss it afterwards, but yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. But, we, we, you know, this is very similar to Glass House. It's very similar. To, you know, there's been other films about this sort of... Again, it's, it's a single location kind of thing. It, it's these young people who... Totally detached from, you know, the the old world, as it were, and, and mm-hmm. you know, sort of having to sort of learn bits and pieces. I say there world. were trees in the city. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just not for me. I'm, I'm too old for mm. this shit. You know. I think that's. I, I I do not need to spend time with these people. Um. It, it, no. It, it, No, it just doesn't. No, I can't. No. It's pointless. It's Mm -hmm. pointless. The whole film
2: is just negated and wiped out with that final scene. Very final shot of the film. And it you
1: know, I'm forty one. I ain't got time. Waste my life (laughs) on it. (laughs) Oh dear. Anyway, um, yep, Steve, so how are you gonna score this?
2: I'll give it a five.
1: Yeah, uh, the performances uh, certainly deserve a five.
2: Yeah, that's why it's made well, and the performances have got It's just. You know. No, yeah,
1: it's not. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go two fives for shadows. Go check it out. Unless you've already seen Glass House, then you've kind of already seen it. <laughs> Our final main review is This Game's Called Murder. Now, Rich, normally this would be where I give a short synopsis about what this film is. I cannot for the life of me do that. So I'm just going to read you what uh, IMDb thinks this film is. Okay, And I quote... Mm -hmm. A modern, dark-humoured tale of greed, romance, and lost innocence in a consumer-crazed, alienated society that functions as a harsh critique of society today without taking itself too seriously. That's some serious word spaghetti. (laughs) That
0: that, that, Um, that seems a bit... Uh, pretentious
1: that sounds like it was written by somebody who somebody
0: who made the f- the person who made the film, maybe wrote that. Think, it's like so. this is their pitch, <laughs> exactly.
1: So, we got Ron Perlman and Natasha Hedstridge, who are the head of this sort of uh, fashion empire. Um, except they only make one product, which is this red high heeled shoe. Um, their daughter is this sort of wayward teen whose boyfriend who's like a chef working in some weird sort of a, I don't know, weird sort of restaurant, not even a restaurant. It's like Um, an
0: underground club kind of of Underground
1: club sort of thing which is frequented by this gang of young female Amazon types anarchists who try to keep robbing the trucks belonging to Ron Perlman. Um, I hate this film. I really do. Uh, there's a particular. Uh, I've come to realize, guys, that you know, over the course of the past year, there is a particular kind of genre film which really rubs me up the wrong way. So I'll I'll cite some examples. Blonde, purple, mm-hmm. habit. Yeah, I was um,
2: just just gonna say. It sounds like. Habit. Yeah, and yeah, there, does,
1: there, yeah. there's there's another one which fits. Oh, oh um, no, I, I won't say the original gangster ones. That's that's for another day. Um, although it, it kind of fit into that a little bit, but but yeah, well, definitely.
0: I, I would say mm. definitely. I mean, that was on yeah. my list of things to mention. The um, uh, it's, the the red dust, the righteous righteous villains and stuff yeah, like that.
1: It's it's these
0: sort of, of and
1: incredibly pretentious mm. characters. You know the kind who who have everything they they want to say already scripted. You know nothing nothing feels real between any of the characters, and they just get into these stupid sort of surreal heightened mm. scenarios. Do you know? I mean, what what this film felt like uh, for a lot of the time. But you know, putting the violence aside, which we'll get onto, I'm sure. This feels like characters from the um, Adam West era Batman,
0: mm, yeah.
1: Without without Batman, that's that's kind of what this feels like. It's that sort of world. It's yeah, like super
0: campy. Yeah,
1: super super mm. super campy, and at the same time nihilistic to a fault. You know, it, it's an interesting mix to be sure, but it boy does it rub me up the wrong way. Um, what do you make of this one, Rich?
0: Yeah, well, I I, I can probably expand on a couple of references. Uh, the i don't know if you've ever seen any films by greg araki but yeah it, uh he he his sort of style is very much of this type uh you know very colorful very nihilistic uh usually taking people from uh, uh, people you might recognize and putting them in sort of quite subversive roles and quite different roles mm. um he's actually he's done some quite mainstream well not mainstream but sort of quite uh, successful on the art house kind of stuff like um, uh, mysterious skin mm-hmm. with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which also yep. had Billy Drago in a pretty amazing uh, against type kind of role. But the, uh, a lot of his stuff is more sort of underground kind of uh, yeah. thing. There was one called nowhere, which is one of my favorite favorites or, uh, from, mm. from the, from the nineties, which has got pretty much every sort of teen TV series star or whatever mm-hmm. was was in it, or teen movie star, pretty yeah. tons of them, tons of them are in it, and it's just really dark and twisted and weird and frozen aliens and all sorts of stuff. But that's what this is trying to be like. This Adam Sherman guy, who's, this is apparently his fifth film. I don't know if all his films are like this, but he's definitely channeling some Greg Araki and some John Waters. I would say probably a little bit Tim Burton and like um like even Richard Kelly with Southland Tales is trying yeah. to do this sort of thing. Uh, but Southland Tales didn't amp up the colours and you know go for, for go for all the neon kind of stuff. But it's the same. It's essentially the same kind of mad madcap sort of um, v- very campy, uh, absurdist characters. You know, ex- you know, absurd. You know, this character, the um, uh, Wallen- Wallendorf, I think he's um, mm. the the Ron Perlman character. The, he's like the lead, and yeah, he's like this much idolised you know, uh, uh, fashion sort Mm. of figure. And yeah, yeah, basically all he's created is just these red shoes that everyone's like mad for. And uh, he just, he's just killing people in his adverts and stuff that you just, people are just basically eagerly sort of throwing themselves in front of buses for him essentially. Mm. And it's all just, it's trying to make a point about consumerism. It doesn't really play for me but the you know I, I do see what they're trying to do. Um, it's too long. It's like uh, it's like an hour and forty-five minutes. Gregor Gregorakiel was you know when he was doing his stuff, he kept it really short, like an hour and fifteen, an hour and twenty. Yeah. Um, this didn't need to be as long. You know, trauma could be you could mention trauma as another reference of this kind of thing. Mm. But it's uh yes, yeah, it's, it's trying. I don't know, trying too hard or, or whatever. It's just. I didn't hate it. I was actually quite engaged with it and and did quite enjoy it in the end, but it it was winding me up a little bit at the start. And I was just thinking, you know, you're not doing anything really fresh and original here. It's just kind of here's what mad stuff was in my mind that I I could Mm. sort of see. And I think something like Habit, which I didn't really enjoy recently, is is a good touchstone as as well, sort of as a comparison for something recent that's that's being this kind of trying to be this playful. Uh, Natasha Henstridge doesn't have a massive role I didn't even recognise her at first um, I, I,
1: I recognised her But at the same time didn't recognise her You see what I mm. mean, you know, I mean yeah. she's, is a, She is really playing against type In this I, And I really didn't understand the whole thing With like the Wicked Witch in the Mirror Kind of thing that was going on with her as well That That was all very strange
0: Well yeah that was just one of the sort of you know, random sort of weird things that they just throw into the mix and and stuff. Uh, the I think you mentioned the violence as well because I think there was some pretty well done, some very good blood splashes, type Yeah, pictures, I think that was, that was you know, pretty well done. But mm. but that's all I've got to say about it, really. I mean, like, you know, it's it's anarchy for anarchy's sake. You know, kind of um, trying to trying to be trying to be satirical, but it's it's mm. just you know it's it's you know, we've seen it all before, and uh,
1: yeah, done a lot
0: better. I did quite like the girl who was the lead. You know, they, they've got this sort mm-hmm. of um, yep. again, sort of nihilistic kind of teen heroine that you know, and her boyfriend. And you know, you think that he's all right, and then, and then like they start just like beating up or or killing like innocent mm-hmm. people, and they, again, natural killers. You know, it's done. It's all been done before.
1: It's, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned that it's like because they do a sort of uh, dine and dash, don't they? At the beginning, and yeah. then, and then the, the major D sort of chases after him and he gets the shit kicked out of him. And it's like, well, that's only a sort of a hair's breadth away from what you witness later on in the film, and yet you compl- you you're you acting shocked by it. It's like it's like it's not as if you're not. It's not as if you you abort, um, uh, violence yourself. It's, it's, you know, but when it's done by somebody else in, in such a cold, in such a cold hearted manner, it's like you, you're turned off by it. it. It is, you know, a little bit um, disingenuous of all the characters. I think.
0: I think if they if they trimmed the fat off a bit, a bit,
1: mm.
0: I think I would have enjoyed it a bit more, and I could just sort of take it. I think that it's it's just too much, you know. It, it, it didn't need to be. It didn't need to be, you know, uh. well over an hour and a half no just, it really didn't and it, but, say some of it's just it is I, I i don't like to keep saying the word pretentious but it does seem a bit
1: pretentious. pretentious
0: i mean the character is supposed to be pretentious yeah. so but maybe that, maybe that's where it's trying to be too clever for its own good yeah. i don't know i didn't dislike um uh ron perlman and and uh, you know I'd say natasha henstridge i thought they were fine you know they they sort of have fun with their roles you know um, yeah. Natasha Henstridge is basically like, uh, I think, as you said, she's essentially like the Wicked Witch kind of, or, or, or the, uh, you know, the, the, the evil witch in uh, Snow White or, or whatever it is, you know, she's playing that fairy tale, fairy God, uh, not fairy Godmother, but, you know, uh, evil, evil stepmother-ish kind of witchy character. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's got this very cartoony, almost like a, Wizard of Oz kind of thing because he is he essentially is he's like the you know this character who everyone sort of idolizes. where well, actually, if they knew what what he really was, yeah. that maybe they wouldn't. But he, that, he, I don't think the the film see, seems to be telling us that it doesn't matter what he does. You know, he's he, he, they 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 like pull back. They, they know they know what the wizard looks like, and they still like mm. worship and adore him and stuff. So it's uh, I don't know what yeah. again. That's trying to make some sort of statement, I think. But yeah. I don't really want a film like this to be trying to make statements. I just want it to be fun.
1: I know. There's a film I, I covered recently, we, we never covered on this show, called American Night, with Jonathan Rhys-Meyers. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. We, we, which I actually really enjoyed. I, I Jeremy Pidman in it as well. Um, something about
0: an, a painting or something?
1: Yeah, do with Andy yeah. Warhol's uh, Marilyn painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emil Hirsch was in it. Um, and, you know, he, he could... Rope that sort of film in with this, you know, is a sort of shaggy dog kind of thing. Uh, but but it did keep on the right side of me that particular one. I, I actually did enjoy that. Um, it, it you know it, it, it kept the right side of the absurdism and you know the pretentiousness basically. I think I think it sort of rein that in much better than this did. But still had all, this, all the sort of garish neon and you know a bit bit of monologuing and that sort of thing but mm-hmm. yeah no um yeah you want to see this sort of thing done right you know <laughs> you see american night this just did not do it for me at all uh rich how are you going to score it
0: uh, well you know anyway. the there will, I, I I've got to give it something for you know because they did put a lot of effort into you know it's quite a low budget film but they there's quite a lot of effort put into the the design and you know the, the um, costumes and, and, mm. and things. So I'm, I'm going to give it a five.
1: Yep, I'm going to join you on a five. Um, it's about the highest I think I can give it. I, I really did not like it. It's, it's, it's two below, uh, sort of two points below what I would consider a rewatchable film, or a film I'd actually watch um, of my own volition. So it, it does fall short, but it is technically well made. Um, you know, there is some art direction to it. So it manages to get a five from me. So it's two fives for what's it called again? The game, this, this game called called Murder. Called Murder. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Go check it out. Our short shot this week is Lucid. A man meets his estranged father for a meal in a restaurant, but things head in a very strange direction. I really like this. This is probably um, one of the few horror films we've actually seen, short films, where I was generally, genuinely, genuinely um, perturbed by some of the imagery. thought it worked really, really well. Um, Steve, how do you get on with Lucid?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it was freaky as hell. This really, really good. Um, I'm hoping it's kind of more of a proof of concept because I mm-hmm. hope that they can turn this into a full feature because it, it it's 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 a bit weird, it's a bit off kilter, but it kind of had the styling of like the original Candyman to me in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know why it just did and. No, I really yeah, it's, it's actually quite freaky and it actually does give you a bit of a chill. and um, but yeah, really, really enjoyable. And I really hope it is, like I say, you know, elaborated on and yeah. maybe gets a full
1: feature out of it. It's it certainly tees it up, doesn't it? Uh, you know, yeah that 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 final line is 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 um you know, a real sort of crowd pleaser, I think. And, and it definitely sort of wants you to go, well, come on then, let's let's do something with this.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Rich, as our curator of shorts, um, I'm sure you've watched this probably a couple of times now. How, yes. how do you feel about it?
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um I put it on the same level as like that um that uh, Sony Scream Gems oh, uh, yeah, yeah, film yeah. we watched yeah, Blink. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it's it is a proof concept. They're, yeah, they're Blink, trying to I think
1: that was, yeah. That's it.
0: So, yeah blink yeah the uh, is a proof concept they're trying to sort of uh tee things up uh, as you say for to make it into a feature i think it's a very good very good setup it reminded me of, funnily enough it, it, this isn't the first film we've watched with a kind of lucid dreaming monster sort of theme uh, a mm-hmm. few weeks ago we discussed dylan vibart's film don't hide yeah uh, which which had mm-hmm. a uh which was another film with with kind of I think that was Mm. yeah that kind of had a an alcohol kind of thing going on it and in this film they're actually going to his
1: his other film as well was um which I forgot the name somnophobia uh, somnophobia yeah that that that's all really sort of fits in with this sort of theme as well
0: yeah so the um I thought the 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 initial set you know there's that initial opening scene Mm.
1: uh
0: and then we get to the uh the father and son meeting at the restaurant I just thought that the the way that was constructed the whole sequence you know Mm. the the crowd and and the lighting and everything just so so well presented and then it goes and then it takes its you know tumble down the rabbit hole Mm. uh, as it were
1: Mm.
0: and you go you go into a number of I mean this is only like eight minutes long you go through a number of uh, locations and you end up in this like bathroom stall kind of thing and there's like a genuinely ah oh, sort of yeah. scary kind yeah. of moment well that's right that yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's
1: almost like something out of the grudge or, or something like that you know it's on that sort of level so it's very good
0: yeah uh, the, have, the, have the, the opening the, um... bit the sorry the early scene there's a quite a bit of a you could lose it i'd lost it on the first view. it was only the second view. and he starts the the father starts talking all this stuff and there's yeah. loads of sort of expositiony sort of bits and bobs in there Like he's saying, like, the crone, uh, the crone Mm. knows and he's down there and all this sort of stuff and he's introducing it. And I think you've got to watch it a couple of times to sort of pick up on the threads that they're going to be untangling. But I think even if you just, even if they don't make the feature, I think the conclusion of the story Mm. ends in such a way as it kind of gives you an indication of, okay, he's the character has reached a point where he's prepared Yeah. And we can kind of, you know, it's almost like you don't need the next part of the story. I, I, I do want it, but if we, if we mm. don't get it, I don't I think it necessarily matters because even though you can, it is a proof of concept, it's not yeah. all completely resolved. I think there's you can you can take that sort of uh, suspenseful or open you know open ending, but still have an idea of where the story would conclude, and and, and still you know be satisfied by it mm. in, in its own right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Have you, ever, have you both seen um, Insidious?
2: Not yet, no. Seen the first one. Yeah. But There's a very, very,
1: very famous image in that film where, where um, I think it's Patrick Wilson's character,
2: but he, when he comes yeah.
1: out of this sort of dream state and he looks up and he can see the demon stood behind his wife. Mm. You know, the, the red-faced demon and it is really shocking when you see it and yeah. it's, it's that sort of thing when, when he looks around you know when he looks around the restaurant he sees the the the, the crone as it was so hiding behind the, the the waiter and it's like shit <laughs> there yeah. is that sort of moment um but even that sort of chump later on with, with the um you know the, the, the um, toilet stall the, the bathroom scene uh I thought that was very well done indeed yeah, no, this, you know, eight minutes short, it, it packs in a lot of good detail. Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Any, anything more go, to add? Uh,
0: no, I'll just say that the, the, the film has a, can be found, uh, we'll put the link in the script, but the, if uh, there's a website called remsleep.studio, mm-hmm. which is actually the website for the film, and there's some behind the scenes and stuff, and there's also a link to w- watch the film there. So uh, we can... Uh, uh, we can either link directly to the film or yep. we, can, uh, link, uh, we can provide well, that to, yeah, to our listeners. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we'll point, point you in the direction of that for yeah. sure. Okay, so that is Lucid, our short shot for this week. Please check out the link in the footnotes below. Our DTV throwback this week is Wolves. A, teen- a teenage boy learns the hard way that he's a werewolf. On the run for the murder of his parents, Caden Richards finds himself in a secluded small town, which is which is the home to some of the country's last remaining werewolf families. Um, Steve, straight over to you with this one.
2: Uh, it's terrible again. Uh, it's not. I think it's not been a great week, for us This week has it really. <laughs>
0: Um I didn't get to, I, I didn't know, get a chance to watch this one. What, what's so bad about it? Uh, it's
2: just it's just cheap, nasty. The wolves uh, look ridiculous. They look do you remember the teddy bear when you were a kid? Uh, My Little Monster.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They look like that, basically, and it's just preposterous. It it starts off, you know, he's he's on the football team and he's does this massive jump and goes out with his girl after and ends up, doesn't kill her, but he ends up like scratching her back, you know, because he's getting aroused and changing into a wolf for the first time and then wakes up and his parents are murdered and goes on the run. And that, you think, okay, could be a bit interesting that. And then he just kind of forgets that altogether. He meets some other bloke in a bar, in the middle of nowhere, he says, yeah, I'm basically, I'm a werewolf. And all the werewolves come from this town. And he just turns up and it turns out the big bad werewolf is his dad. And he's got a pack with the others that this girl who he gets with has got to provide his dad with an heir. It's like, well, if I, he's, he's already got an heir. He's got You. And it's just all convoluted, and it it's, it makes no sense, and it it was atrocious.
0: It how really is, was. How is Jason Momoa as Connor Slaughter?
2: To be fair, he's not bad. Pipe smoker of the have, year.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah all he has to, to do is stand there, smoke a pipe, and do a bit of growling. That's it. You know, it can't he can't cock it up. But I think it seems to me it's one of them that's. Again, been cut to ribbons a bit by the studio. I think there's been quite a lot taken out of it.
0: Mike, is it? Is it, Mike, I, is it? Any better no, in your view?
1: I, I, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I, I really, I really like this. I think, I think it helps whether or not you like uh, Lucas Till, um, who a lot of people may know from the remake of uh, MacGyver. Uh, he's mm. guy in that. He, he's the oh. here. Is he MacGyver? Yeah, in the in the um, yeah. the new version, right? Okay. Um, so I, I quite liked it. Um, I must admit, I, I, I like that sort of freeze frame. Well, you're probably wondering why, you know, what I'm, all that sort of stuff. I thought that all worked hey. really well. Um, you know, the setup with him, murder, you know, supposedly murdering his family. I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, because he really, whoever did it, really went to town. In, in, mm. in um. So sort of making a bit of a mess. Um, we got Steve McCatty um, in in there as well. Um, I thought he was pretty good. And um, yeah, Jason Momoa's character, you know, he's the bad boy of the of the town sort of thing. Um, he set up his own sort werewolf clan out out in the woods, all this sort of stuff. Um, and you know, he's the big bad. And that, but he he even he gets this sort of like moment of redemption at the end, which I thought was actually pretty good. Um, and then, sort of, the real baddie sort of reveals himself. I, I just really enjoyed it. it. It's it's very light. It is, you know, it's it's a teen-friendly sort of werewolf movie, basically. and probably made on the back of the, um, the Teen Wolf TV series, I imagine. So, you know, if you're a fan of like Vampire Diaries mm-hmm. and Teen Wolf, you know, this is the sort of thing you, you probably go for, I think.
0: Yeah, it says from the yeah. writer of X Men and Watchmen. So, David Hayter. Yeah. Uh, who's. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, he did X
0: Men and X 2, apparently. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think this was him making his directorial debut, perhaps. I'm not sure. Um, it's,
1: yeah, there's nothing nothing particularly new about it at all. But it no, probably not. It, it's, it's, it's just a fun film. He like, was the lead
0: like, in Guyver, Dark Hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't realize no, that. I was just yeah. looking it up. Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy. Well, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I got on with mm. this one. I'm just, sorry, that he didn't um, see it, but
2: there you go. Uh, yeah, it's not been a great week for me, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. But it happens. I mean, yeah. It's. It, yeah, like you're saying, it can't. It's kind of like. No, I've watched it, but I've seen him some watching it. Like. Riv- Riverdale with werewolves, and mm, just... I love
1: Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale's great, fun. I've never seen it, I've never seen it. But oh, it is, it's serious soap, it's t- you know, but um, yeah, yeah, Riverdale's
2: that's yeah, it's it's kind of like a sort of I me. Mean, some of the acting it reminds me, you know, in Friends with Joe and his Stiff the Fart acting,
1: mm-hmm. you know, that, that yeah. kind of
2: stuff, you know, the part Dr. Ray- the... Dr.
1: Drake yeah. or whatever it's called,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it's, all it's, just, time, it's a missed opportunity. It kind of remind me of um, what's the West Craven one, Cursed? You know,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, I like that as well. I know everyone else, I, I that.
2: enjoyed that. I haven't mean, I, I said that much about, yeah, about 20 years since I've seen it, but oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: you know, it just seems like there's too much studio intervention and it's not. Possibly. it's as smooth as it should have done, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. But it for me, I thought it was this was just fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Mm. It's it's like it's you know, we've had better werewolf movies recently, you know, uh, things like late phases, werewolves within.
2: Werewolves within, you know, yeah.
1: Um, uh, you know, the wolf of snowy Hollow, whatever it's called. That was, that was
2: still one. not seen that yet. Oh,
1: that's very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. We don't score the um the throwbacks, but well, at least I recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. You'll find this one on Amazon Prime. If you're a subscriber, please check it out if you haven't seen it. If you want a bit of early Jason Mammara, um, there you go. Um, Post Khal Drogo, but, you know, um, there you go. Um, and that is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Steve and Rich for joining me, talking about these um, interesting films.
0: No problems. <laughs> no problem.
1: I have to call it was, them. Indoors. It was a pleasure. Yeah, some of them. Some, I think some of them helped. were
0: really good. I mean, it's an interesting bunch, yeah. I think. definitely. Yeah, um, I've,
1: all, I've enjoyed always talking about sort of, them. Always sort of talking about, indeed. Um, don't forget to check out our Facebook and Twitter pages at the DTV Digest. Uh, also check out our sister show, the uh, DTV Digest Short Shots, which will have a new episode dropping shortly. Um, and also check out their Twitter page where Rich puts a link to a new short every evening around about eight o'clock. Other than that, thank you for listening. Tune in next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune
1: in again next time.